my dog. Something killed your dog? My dog went flying through the air over the tree. I don't know how it did it. Okay. Damn it, I'm really confused. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence and he was dead when she hit the ground. I didn't see any cars. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence. Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal or? Jesus Christ, you better. Sir? Yeah. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right. Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Somebody along the line said that the universe is not only stranger than you think, it's stranger than you can think. <laughs> There's a statement I use, if you're green, you grow, if you're ripe, you rot. So I like to stay green until I'm not here anymore. Just keep learning because that's what it's all about. Hello, citizen scientist. Long time no see. It is your host, Tyler, and I am back. Uh, and I wanted to take the time to welcome you to today's show. You're listening to Bigfoot and the Citizen Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, like I just said, and I'd like to thank you for being here. If you have a story or an encounter you'd like to share with me, shoot me an email. My email address is sciencemeetsbigfoot at gmail.com. You can contact me on Instagram or Facebook, or you can call the podcast voicemail line. That number is 641-715-3900 using extension 448-4491 when prompted. Please remember to leave your name and contact information if you'd like to come on the show, so that way I know who to contact back. Uh, for those of you who have been listening for a while, and have been keeping up with the sparsely posted on, but still looked at and active podcast social media pages, you would have seen and or heard about my run-in with Russian scientist and Sasquatch researcher Igor Burtsev at Cliff Berrickman's The North American Bigfoot Center quite some months back. While I still haven't been able to pin him down for an interview yet, I wanted to post a little documentary on him, along with an interview conducted by YouTube channel Forbidden Michigan from their video entitled Raw Footage of Dr. Igor Burtsev Presentation on Bigfoot Findings. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The Yeti is just one of many names for the large, hairy creatures said to live in remote wildernesses around the world. In North America, they're called Sasquatch. In Sumatra, the Orang Pendek. And in Russia, they have many more local names. For centuries in Russia, these creatures have been been sighted, have been described. Very tall, very hairy, very large feet. In the Caucasus, they're referred to as the Almasti. In the Urals, the Meng. In Siberia, the Kakasha. But all of these tend to get clumped together and often referred to generically as the Yeti. 
The fact that indigenous Russian people thousands of miles apart have described creatures with the exact same characteristics lends support to the idea that they exist. There's more to this than simply folklore. There seems to be a biological basis. These creatures are reported in areas where the habitat would support a large primate of this type. Dense forest, remote mountainous regions. The northern Urals, where the students were found, is one of the most remote locations in the world, a perfect spot for a yeti to survive. I'm confident that there is some form of creature existing today in Russia. Igor Burtsev was born in Samarkand, Uzbekistan. He currently lives in Moscow, Russia. He graduated from Moscow Aviation Institute in 1963, continuing his studies at the Academy of Social Sciences. In 1977, he achieved the degree of Candidate of History Sciences, which is the equivalent to a PhD. He became Deputy Chief Editor of Asia and Africa Today, a journal published by the USSR Academy of Sciences. Igor worked in southern Yemen from 1972 to 1974 and in Afghanistan from 1986 to 1988 as an advisor in social and publishing fields. He has been a member and a leader of several expeditions to search for the Russian snowman and other unrecognized hominids since 1965. Some of the locations investigated included a dozen of Russian regions in neighboring countries. In 1971, he arranged and took part in the Russian multi-year study of the PG film and authored a book on the results. In the autumn of 2004, Igor spent five weeks in Tennessee at the property of Janice Carter studying her story of encounters. In the spring of 2011 until the summer of 2012, he had several expeditions in BC, Canada and in 11 states of the US. In 2015, he spent two months studying encounters in Michigan and he has been a speaker at conferences in BC, Canada and Ohio, organized the 2011 International Conference on Hominology held in Moscow and Siberian Kuzbis. In 2011 and 2014, he arranged and took part in expeditions sponsored by television crews from Japan, 2012 in Italy, and Great Britain twice in Russian regions in Kazakhstan in 2013. In January and February of 2015, Igor spent almost two months in Michigan and Ohio to study some encounters there, had several findings on the subject, and in 2015 through 2016, he investigated locations within 70 miles of Moscow where evidence of snowman activities was reported. He has cooperated with American and British geneticists in researching DNA of hominids. He is the author and co-author of many articles in scientific and popular magazines and newspapers, including current anthropology along with leading early expeditions to recover the remains of another, which could be Xana. As of last year, intense DNA research on these relics is currently underway in the USA, Denmark, and Russia. Over the last 18 years, Dr. Igor Burtsev has conducted research in North America, visiting British Columbia and 11 US states. He has authored several books on hominology, published an article in the scientific journal, 
current anthropology, and written many articles for magazines. He has also appeared in television documentaries and given presentations at many conferences. To keep updated on Dr. Igor Bertsev's lectures and appearances, be sure to keep updated on his social media pages, and also be sure to check out his books on Amazon. Love Pass incident. On the 5th of May 1959, two months after the first bodies were discovered, the four remaining bodies are found. They lie in a ravine just 75 yards from where the first students were located, but they're hidden by deep snow. Their discovery shocks the rescuers. They all had terrible injuries. The traumas were so massive that they were comparable to being run over by a car. There's a close-up of Luda's body lying on what looks like a rock with the next to a stream. She was missing her tongue and the cartilage of her nose had literally been flattened as if she'd been punched very hard in the face and her whole nose had shattered under the impact. Some of these injuries could have happened post-mortem in the two months since their deaths, perhaps as the result of animal scavenging. On closer inspection, more anomalies are revealed. Instead of her shoes, Luda's feet were wrapped with pieces of clothing apparently taken from those students who died first. Stranger still, her jumper is emitting radiation. The investigation was led by a criminal investigator named Lev Ivanov. And during the investigation, he decided to check the level of radiation. A Geiger counter is usually a military item, not a civilian one. But he'd obviously been instructed to check for radiation. But the hikers were civilian mountaineers. Why would there be any radiation involved? In the wilderness of Russia's Ural Mountains, nine climbers are found dead in mysterious circumstances. Their bodies are laid to rest back in their hometown of Sverdlovsk, now called Yekaterinburg, and a memorial erected in their memory. Not long after, the investigation is brought to a close. The investigator had to make a conclusion that would satisfy the administration, the leaders of the Communist Party. And he did it. He wrote, the students were faced with a power they could not overcome.
Dr. Burtsev uh, is here from uh, Moscow. I'm going to make use of this map, which is we're about there, right? Generally, we all we all heard of Moscow, but uh, this is all you know: France, England, Germany, Poland, uh, a few other countries, and then uh, Moscow's right about there. Taught himself English at one point, also speaks German. Uh, the main uh, well, he's here in the United States for a few months to uh, make contact with Bigfoot researchers, both in Canada and the United States. And uh, he's a few years older than I am. But uh, he is great at tromping through the woods and the underbrush and up and down hills and looking for uh, signs of Bigfoot. There's actually more signs of uh, Bigfoot's presence than most people realize. And uh, Dr. Burtzev has some very good uh, slides that will show you some of that. Um, the other reason he's, he's here, he wants to make the point that uh, sightings of uh, Bigfoot-like creatures are not uh, unique to uh, Canada and the U.S. Uh, he's been doing this kind of work in uh, Russia, Asia, Mongolia, uh, many Eastern Europe since it was 1965, I believe, and he's just written a, a book about some of those experiences. And he calls himself a hominologist. And the term uh, comes from the, what do they call uh, Archaeologists, anthropologists use this term hominid. And he shortened it to homin. Homin just means human-like. So it's the study of, for instance, if we all heard a Neanderthal man, if there was a Neanderthal man walking around today, he'd, we'd call him a homin or a hominid. So the idea is that uh, lots of different peoples, different nationalities in Asia and Eastern Europe and uh, Southeast Asia, Southwest Asia, have reported uh, what we would refer to as hominids. And some of them are quite similar, some of them are a little bit different. And uh, Dr. Burtsev will fill you in on all those uh, fascinating details. So uh, without further ado, uh, I'll let you get started. Good evening. Uh, I'm happy to uh, have this uh, presentation and uh, to explain you some about this problem because for last uh, before when I started to study this uh, problem it was 46 years ago we thought that this uh, creature is just animal and we were hunting on it uh, for, for trying to make some special uh, bullets uh, to tranquilize them like, like so and after uh, to study but step by step uh, uh, we uh, start to understand that this is very very close to humans and even uh, uh, in last time we think that this is human just uh, uh, in other species of uh, uh, than we and this uh, problem is not only scientific problem but also social social problem because just the neighborly of us uh, in forests and in, especially in this uh, region for example very close to uh, people's to humans um 
how this live uh, in other people, in other uh, humans. Uh, they, but they are of, uh, they don't uh, use uh, clothes, they don't use fire, they don't use tools, they don't use any uh, what uh, we what we use oh, uh, uh, humans. And anyway, they live, they survive, they continue their <laughs> existence, uh, and even uh, they uh, somehow um, they uh, keep uh, the order in the forest. And uh, now it is much necessary. We we are worried about our environment, but also it's necessary to worry about their environment because their environment is our environment. And that is why uh, it. Uh, I say this is uh, this problem became uh, a social problem, not only scientific problem. That to to, to find to discover new species of the animal. No, it is not such. And why? I will explain you why it is uh, so. First of all, uh, I should say that uh, the first expedition, the first expedition was in uh, Pamir, uh, no, in Himalayan mountain. That is, uh, it was f first in uh, 1952 when uh, such uh, uh, footprints were found in the snow uh, on the uh, Himalaya mountains, and after that, uh, after that, uh, the. British uh, journalist Ralph Izzard uh, prepared and uh, arranged uh, uh, the expedition into Himalaya in 54-55. Uh, why I, I show him? Because uh, in America they don't know about these uh, beginners, and I think it is important to uh, just to uh, remain to to. To, to memorize them, such people. And the, that expedition found, for example, this uh, one monk uh, keeping the scalp of uh, one of such creatures. Also, uh, this is uh, also scalp um, colored. And this uh, they found in uh, one of the monastery in Himalayan um, uh, such uh, hand uh, mummified uh, hand. And uh, uh, at that time, Soviet uh, anthropologist Astanin wrote an uh, article about this, uh, that this uh, hand belongs to some of ancient uh, men, uh, some kind of ancient men. And uh, at that time, they made such a reconstruction. The uh, British anthropologist Vladimir Chernetsky made such a reconstruction of the outlook of such uh, that, that creature, which called Yeti at that time. Uh, but uh, after that, in uh, the previous Soviet Union, uh, appeared some articles about this and uh, wild man. And this uh, picture shows that uh, they could not take this uh, body or photograph. At that time, there were no photo uh, cameras. Uh, and that j uh, they just... Uh, buried uh, this body into the ice, in the pieces of ice, and uh, went uh, further to uh, Kyrgyzia is, uh, you showed this, yeah, I think it is better to 
turn this map uh, so it's consideration more which is now uh, the in borderline of uh, modern borderline this is a part of Caucasus. Here are the Caucasian, uh, Caucasus Mountains. And uh, here is Ural Mountains, which divide uh, Europe. This, is, this part is European part of Russia. And here is Asian part of Russia. This uh, uh, mountains, Ural divide this part. And before in the Soviet Union were this Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, and Kyrgyzia, and uh, also Turkmenia. There are Muslim uh, republics here, four republics Muslim. And also uh, Ukraine was in the uh, Soviet Union, and some Caucasian republics uh, like um, Georgia, Azerbaijan, and Armenia, three republics. But now Russia is uh, separate. Uh, separate. I, uh, as it was said, I burned in Uzbekistan, in other republic. Now it is in other country. But I live in Moscow, and uh, of course I'm, I feel that I am Russian. <clears throat> and also, uh, this, uh, what I said, Pamir uh, Mountains, they are in Tajikistan. And this uh, footprint was found in Kyrgyzia. There are Atenshan Mountains. And here is Mongolia. Mongolia close to uh, our border. Uh, and uh, China. China is more south. Uh, all this uh, region uh, uh, are the region of the uh, snowman, exist existing uh, snowman. And uh, this uh, footprint, this was Professor Porshnev, Dr. Porshnev. Uh, he is, uh, he is a resp uh, what is founder of the hominology because he collected uh, these uh, materials, uh, uh, encounters, and the reports of, about uh, uh, meetings uh, of uh, eyewitnesses with this creature. And uh, after he wrote a very thick book, which is called "The Present States of the Relict Hominoids," yes, uh, now uh, so he called. Also, Jana Kaufman, another zoologist, Mashkov. So, this is another case. Another case, uh, it was during World War II. Uh, one military doctor, Karapetian, in the Caucasus, here uh, on the close to the Caspian Sea, on the, uh, he, uh, they, sh they captured one uh, hairy man, wild hairy man, and uh, uh, they did not know what is this. And they uh, invited military doctor uh, Karapetian, it was in 1941, uh, to determine. I mean, what is this? But uh, he just entered in the barn. It was winter, it was snow, it was frost. And he asked, why you keep this uh, creature, this, this man, in the barn, not in the uh, house? They say he's sweating and uh, smelling uh, very badly. <laughs> that is why we keep him here in the barn. And after he start to uh, pull out the hairs from his 
body to check if it is maybe uh, some uh, kind of uh, uh, what is uh, mascarel oh like the <laughs> yes but it was real uh, hairs uh, after uh, when, uh, he noticed that there are lies around his face uh, but they are more uh, big than uh, humans lies uh, you know in during the war uh, during that war uh, it was a problem of uh, lies between soldiers etc that is why military doctor knew which kind of uh, lies are uh, on the humans but uh, here he saw that there are um, in other kinds uh, some more bigger lies and he said uh, finally I don't know what is this uh, it is not um, desert here it is not uh, a spy it is just <laughs> wild man and he asked local people uh, there another nationality Dagestan is a Muslim uh, small Muslim Republic in the Caucasus he asked what you will do with this uh, uh, creature they said there is a war time what they order us we shall do or kill them or let them, him go i don't we don't know they said so and finally we did not know what happened with this uh, uh, captured uh, biped and this is a uh, that military doctor Karapetyan, uh, after several years, where he reported about this uh, sighting, and I am speaking That's with you, him. You that, spoke to him directly. Yeah, yes, oh. I spoke to him directly with wow. this uh, military doctor. That is my photo of uh, together with him when I was younger. <laughs> wow. And these are founder of this. Uh, Hominology, we call uh, this science. This professor Porshnev, uh, and professor zoology, was uh, leading our detachment when they were fighting against uh, Hitler uh, fascists there in the mountains. And she was climbing. Uh, she was good climber, and she led uh, the detachment. And she knows Caucasus, Caucasus very nice, and uh, led expedition for many decades and now she lives in Paris she is 92 her uh, ages and uh, she had the uh, heart uh, stroke. stroke yes and she is half parallel paralyzed her body but she has a clear mind and she continued to publish some articles but now she 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 is ethnical French she's really a heroic woman who started studied this problem and this was uh, he was Linnaeus and he why he called us homo sapiens because he knew that there is another homo, another uh, uh, human, uh, or like human, human-like, uh, which he called uh, homo troglodytes, that means caveman. The, uh, in 18th century, he knew that there is another species of the hu human-like people, uh, creatures, and he called them uh, homo troglodytes. This was uh, Linnaeus, An academician Rinchen. He also w was uh, studying this question in Mongolia. Hmm. 
in the neighbor country. And this man in Mongolia, he was studying this uh, and gathered many encounters. Uh, uh, now they, they, why I say in, about Mongolia? Because, because uh, uh, there is a name which is uh, uh, which we use in Mongolia, and they uh, it, it, they are less smaller than here, <coughs> and look, uh, and they sleep in such position. And this is face very look like a human face, uh, also uh, in Mongolia. And this was one case in, Mon uh, you know, um, in America, I did not say about this because uh, sometimes uh, I, I think usually people know what, um, in America this uh, subject was studied by uh, zoologists, uh, famous also, uh, and cryptozoologist Ivan Sanderson. Also, he started in uh, 1958. We found uh, several uh, footprints. Uh, close to our camp, because, uh, about two, 20 meters. Uh, this creature uh, passed uh, uh, at night time, and uh, in the morning we found these uh, uh, footprints, and this is photograph show, showing, shows uh, the comparison was uh, that footprints with my uh, foot. Well, this Patterson film, that is uh, the uh, female uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, uh, which was shot uh, with the camera by Patterson in 1967. And uh, why I say... So that, was a, that was U.S. Oregon? It was in the in California, okay. in California on Bluff Creek, in uh, October of the 1967. But until now, uh, uh, some uh, scientists uh, are doubt of its reality. But uh, that film was brought uh, to uh, Europe by Canadian researcher Renéda Hinden, and he brought it before to England, to Brit Britain. And uh, one uh, English, uh, British uh, anthropologist, Dan Grieve, studied this film, and he said uh, it is necessary to know the speed of the film, uh, what speed was uh, when uh, this film was making, or 16 frames per second, or 24. Uh, of it, it was depend. Uh, it depended uh, if uh, uh, it could be man in a form like like this, <laughs> or uh, it is a real creature. And uh, after that, Rene brought this film into uh, Moscow, and uh, we start uh, started to study this film uh, very attentively because in uh, United States it was rejected and no. Nobody studied at that time. For 20 years, they did not uh, pay attention to this film. Smithsonian Institute uh, rejected this film, um, just not seeing it, and uh, uh, that is why nobody here um, paid attention to this film. But in Russia, in Moscow, we studied very attentively this film. For example, uh, I personally determined the speed with what. Uh, 
uh, of the camera when he was making. What you can see this is there's a graph. What is this? I just measured when Patterson was were shooting this uh, creature. He was at the same time he was running and uh, walking and uh, standing on the. When he was uh, running, he made steps and camera was. Uh, Shook. Yeah. Yes, uh, and that is why this uh, this uh, this graph shows this uh, hesitation of the camera, and according to uh, it is uh, uh, long to explain, but according to this uh, hesitation, we found that the, the speed of camera was uh, 16 frames per second. If he could, uh, if if it was 24, uh, that means Patterson should make six steps in a second. But it is impossible for man because even sprinter uh, champions, or, uh, which is running uh, 100 yards or 100 meters, they make only uh, five steps per second. But nobody can make six. Uh, and that is why we uh, determined that the, uh, this uh, speed of camera. And that means uh, the uh, affirmation of uh, uh, English anthropologists was uh, that this is a real film. But also, uh, and this, uh, just I show one picture of from this uh, film. Uh, also, there are some measurements of the distances between trees and the stumps, uh, diameter of the uh, this. Uh, trees that which uh, allowed uh, also me uh, to make this scheme how this film was made this is a camera place this is a log which you see in front of and this is a, there are stamps here dimensions between uh, uh, measurements of the distances and here is the way of that creature which is walking uh, in front of camera uh, look that uh, picture which I showed you and but I had such uh, tw 12 some 12 uh, pictures with various uh, measurement and that, uh, that is why I could uh, make that this plan and this is uh, our uh, biomechanicist uh, Danskoy doctor professor and he uh, determined that the gate gate of this creature is uh, not uh, um, typical for the man it is not possible to uh, make up such a gate also stepping, stepping yes this is another view even uh, uh, again in America uh, nobody paid attention to this uh, very frame but here is written the face of the creature uh, almost uh, in profile and according to this uh, we uh, could say that it is very human like right. not ape not ape not uh, gorilla can I mention okay. just one thing the, what I think none of the apes you can see the bottom of the jaw is very flat right below the from the chin back to the neck it runs 
a flat line. I think with the apes, they're all kind of... Yes, uh, this... Uh, yeah, that's this... Chin. And uh, this uh, next picture was uh, yeah. what uh, more, make, uh, more clear, this profile. And then we, we make uh, sculptures. This was made by my wife, Alexandra. And uh, this one made by me. It is only... Uh, one uh, sculpture in my life was I, I never was a sculptor but this one I made uh, I was an engineer before and just I measured uh, all the uh, dim uh, dimensions uh, measurements of the uh, of, on the film I made uh, many um, photographs of the film photo frames uh, there are 960 frames in this film and all of them I made, uh, at that time was no computer in our country at least, and uh, I used just the photographic equipment and made photographs from every frame and after studied uh, and made this culture. But now all the researchers uh, um, accept this uh, imagination. This, they say that this is good. And this was made, this uh, drawing was made by my daughter-in-law, uh, Lydia Burtseva, uh, that it was actor in the fur, uh, like our Jan. But uh, look, this uh, actor, here it is. What uh, you can see difference, uh, very long legs, uh, very short uh, arms, but this creature has long uh, arms and uh, more short legs. And uh, it is comparison with uh, American tennis uh, player uh, Williams, Serena Williams, Serena Williams. Just we uh, found the very similar <coughs> position of her. And also we compare, uh, look how uh, long her uh, legs are and uh, uh, arms are shorter and this is different and this uh, figure is very massive and mus musculous yes this is um, much more thick than uh, can i say one thing about it also what well, yes one other feature is the uh the chin if you can go back Go back one. The picture in the middle, the bottom of the chin is lower than the shoulder, and there aren't there aren't very many people whose chin is below their shoulder. So. Yes, the, its uh, head is uh, lower. And this is my daughter-in-law. She also, I requested her and she made uh, the portrait of that woman, uh, wild woman uh, shot in this uh, film. This is her portrait, what she made. It was uh, such size. Thirty years of the film in Moscow, we held the conference and it invited Americans also. And here you can see uh, American anthropologist Grover Kranz. He is now late, 
and this is uh, our professor Dr. Danskoy and other. Uh, this is Jana Kaufman, and this uh, this is my wife uh, and uh, in her house there were also bodies but they are mysteriously uh, escaped this was uh, one one was a frozen iceman in uh, minnesota uh, it was uh, studied by two uh, famous uh, cryptozoologists uh, this is ivan sanderson uh, looking at the body but th that body was frozen in the ice that is why and the uh, owner did not allow to uh, open that uh, body to, to this uh, froze it uh, but uh, that is why they studied uh, only through the ice and uh, another uh, zoologist they made uh, such a picture uh, various uh, artists one this one for example uh, right one it's russian artist uh, awotin wrote such uh, uh, drawn such a picture this one uh, by american uh, in the center and the left one uh, by French uh, artists they made uh, almost the same uh, imagination and uh, and uh, there are some uh, dimensions some measurements made uh, by Sanderson and and this is a reconstruction by Alika Lindbergh, the wife of a, a French uh, and, uh, zoologist uh, Evil Mans. And the, the, this is Evil Mans with our Professor Porshnev, Dr. Porshnev. Okay, now can I ask one or two questions? That on that Minnesota <coughs> ice man, you, show, you showed dimensions. Was that six feet tall or eight feet tall? Uh, see, uh, Six, six was something. Six feet, not uh, very big. Okay. It was uh, not huge, okay. mm, and it had a broken uh, arm right. and uh, wound into the chest uh, and into his eye. Okay. This was made uh, by uh, the gun, like right. so. And it was a very long story. They did not uh, find. And when uh, when uh, uh, the mass media published this uh, article about this mm -hmm. Iceman, uh, after that this uh, expo this is. Uh, Frank Hansen? Uh, Frank Hansen was shown, but he was not owner. Owner was uh, not known until now. Mm -hmm. who, who who owned this? Uh, and uh, okay, can I? I don't know if you how many you've heard about. This was a, a carnival sideshow exhibit. This man would go around the country to carnivals, and you'd pay fifty cents or a dollar, and you get to walk through and just take a quick look. So these two scientists that Igor talked about, somehow they got permission to go to where he stored it in the winter. And they went inside the room with this block of ice, and it was kind of cloudy, but they looked and looked and looked, and that's so you see the best, the best representation of what that thing looked like. And this is another Iceman. No, this one I really like. In France, it was in 1997, also they demonstrated, but this one big, uh, nine feet, 
tall, nine feet, yes, nine feet tall, and it was not uh, covered with ice, just open, but it was in very hard refrigerator. It is uh, about uh, more than, uh, what is, no, minus. Uh, in Celsius, it was 40, 40 grade uh, below minus zero. Minus 40 Celsius. Uh, mi minus wow. 40. In double, yeah. double uh, glasses uh, box, uh -huh. a big one. His length was, uh, his uh, height was 2 meters 70 centimeters. That means 9, nine feet. feet. Wow. Yes. Nine feet. And uh, it was, uh, uh, and we have very clear photographs of this body. And again, look uh, why, why you told about Iceman that, uh, or about uh, Patty from yeah, the film, that yeah. uh, her uh, chin is uh, louder than uh, shoulder. You look, look why it is so. Because this collarbone is really like the V uh, letter English. Mm -hmm. Right. It is not, we have this horizontal collarbone, but it has and again as uh, article appeared in the mass media this uh, body uh, escaped and nobody knows even the real name of uh, owners uh, they could not find can go back one one more time wow this is profile yeah very interesting hmm. wow and this is another case. Um, one skull was found in Mongolia, in Mongolia, and it was sent to Polish anthropologists. This is uh, Wenceslav Florinsky, who made the reconstruction on this uh, skull. And uh, just uh, this, uh, uh, when I was in Mongolia, they showed me the sculpture or reconstruction of the outlook of this creature. Now, was this like? Hundred thousand years old, or was it no, newer? No, it was new. Oh. The story is such uh, that uh, hunters, hunters, saw one body killed of the almas in the mountains, and they informed the Academy of Sciences. But at that time, our academy and their academy uh, looked. T t at our academy, they did not pay attention to this uh, body. And after, because our Academy of Sciences also, um, uh, since 1958, when the expedition was uh, arranged and uh, failed, f f uh, they stopped the uh, research academy. And even in our country, it was uh, banned, not possible to publish materials about this. Even they say that, oh, snowman, it is CIA makeup. They want to attract the attention to our borderline. That is why they are uh, looking for snowman in Himalayan, in Pamira mountains, etc. It was prohibited. Yes, we could not publish even material. It was just such article that uh, snowman was uh, makeup by CIA. Mm -hmm. American CIA. <laughs> yes, and that is why 
this uh, also this body when uh, hunters found the body they in, uh, informed the academician uh, institution but they did not do anything to uh, to bring this uh, body and to study it only after two three years uh, that uh, uh, researcher Damdin I showed before him he himself went there to look for where is that body but from that body only one skull uh, remained and he took that skull and he uh, they wanted to send it academician uh, mongolian academician uh, want to send to uh, russian anthropologist uh, gerasimov he was very skilled in that reconstruct but they refused and that is why they sent to poland and polish anthropologists uh, agreed to make reconstruction this one mm -hmm. it is on for poland and after um, the, they had this uh, reconstruction of almas Oops. it was a grave uh, in 18th century in 18th century in our country in abkhazia abkhazia is here on the um, Black Sea coast, uh, one small autonomous republic. There is special nationality, not big, maybe about uh, uh, 100,000 people of such nationality there. And now this is a, a, a subject of a, a big uh, uh, quarrel between uh, so uh, Russia and Georgia, our Georgia Republic, and even between Russia and the United States, because United States uh, uh, support Georgian government, but uh, Abkhazia wants. Uh, it was before the part of uh, uh, Georgian Republic in our country. When it was Soviet Union, it was no problem, but when Georgia separated as separate country. These Abkhaz people, they wanted to separate of Georgia and to uh, 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 combine with Russia. But Georgian government did not want and they, uh, what, they caused the war at that time. In 1992, it was very severe clashes. Uh, they killed many Abkhazes. And anyway, uh, finally, um, Georgians were expelled from Abkhazia. And now this Abkhazia is only uh, what is independent republic, but not recognized by majority of the country. Only two country, two states recognize this: Russia and Guatemala. <laughs> Other countries don't recognize this Abkhazia, right. according to the uh, description of the people eyewitnesses. I met also with some eyewitnesses because in that region. Uh, people, many. There are many people who live more than a hundred years, and one of uh, su uh, several such people. They show. They uh, uh, explain me how she looked like, and uh, it was one version that uh, Zana was uh, uh, some of African type of woman. But uh, they say no. We know we had some uh, African type people in, under Peter the Great in the later but 
This was in uh, this was hairy woman, hairy woman, not uh, African kind of woman. And uh, after uh, Porshnev, uh, Doctor Porshnev uh, was excavating uh, uh, this. Uh, uh, what what uh, tried to found the grave of Zana to find the bones and to study them. But he was unsuccessful and after Porshnev I continued this work. He started in 1965 but I was in 1960, 1971. That, uh, this uh, photo shows me uh, I am on left and on right is an uh, archaeologist uh, Voronov, Dr. Voronov, Yuri Voronov. Uh, later on, he, he became vice prime minister of that Republic of Abkhazia, oh. which was un, uh, unrecognized. By, and after later on, uh, the Georgian dealers, what, what, as we said, some spies or who else, they killed him uh, just uh, uh, in front of his uh, apartment, his door. That's all I have for you today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, download, and share this podcast in this podcast episode. It would mean so much to me and help get the word out about the show. Though it's been a while since my last full episode, I wanted to take the time to tell all of you I'm back. It's been a huge hiatus that I'm coming off of and am now recharged and am overly excited to bring you some of the information and guests that I've been working on. With summer fast approaching, I am currently gearing up for this coming research season on Mount Hood. I had intended on keeping a solid year-round research camp somewhere in Oregon, but could not find a good enough spot to keep camp at, as my camp on Mount Hood is only accessible for a short period of time due to snowfall and weather. I have currently relocated to the Blue Mountain Range, and am extremely excited to start researching and investigating the area. As soon as the weather clears up and the snow melts off the rest of the way, I'll be posting research findings about that, so be sure to keep up to date. But no worries, I'll still be working Mount Hood and taking short research trips back and forth to the Blues once I move back towards the beautiful Mount Hood National Forest. I hope you learned something new from today's episode. I know I sure did. Though many people in the Sasquatch community have mixed feelings and mixed opinions on Igor and his findings, along with doubts on some of his eccentric claims, the fact remains that long ago now, A mainstream scientist has stepped foot into this taboo subject, and that is a huge deal. Not only does it add a distinguished member of the scientific community to the Sasquatch research field for all these scientists' colleagues to see, but it aids that same image to the subject to the general public. Whether you believe the species should be located, studied, recognized, and preserved, or just left alone, either way, recognition of the species is a must in order for species preservation in the long run. After all, Our species population way outnumbers the population of the Sasquatch species, and we're only continuing to grow and expand, and that includes into our forests and lands. Species recognition creates a possibility of unified respectable acceptance, 
from the community and from the general public, and pays the respect that is well-deserved from the species known as Sasquatch. Love yourself, love others, be kind, be safe, and until next time. Today's outro song is a song titled Clone Rappers by Tom McDonald. I'd just like to take a moment and give my full support and this podcast full support for all of Tom's music. Please go check him out. Yeah. The Illuminati knows the answers, taking bone samples to clone rappers. But the artists in prison to silence their vision, genetic copies going home after. They look different, eyes shifted, smile missing, skin lifted, it's scientific. If they can't control you, they erase the old you, get your duplication to enforce their message. They clone Gucci, clone Kodak, clone Eminem, he ain't raps his encore, know that. Cloning rappers when they overdose to keep making money from producing more tracks. The game is a sham, turning the artists who challenge to sacrificial lambs. The labels and devils are shaking hands, creating our artists and labs. The executions have been televised, oh They're on TMZ like a night They take our heroes, give us weaponized clones The revolution won't be televised I can't be replicated Copy the attitude and it change But no one will ever do me the same I can't be replicated Try to control me, then guess again Rebellion lives in my DNA Rappers who were spitting truth, they wouldn't have a messenger to reach the youth. So they duplicate physically, implant abilities, replicate tattoos and cloning facilities. Indie contracts say worldwide, label contracts say universal. For all of time and all forms, they own all your music, your image, your name, and your person. <laughs> Weird, right? I know you don't think that is facts, but for 50,000 and a hair sample, you can clone your dog or your dying cat. It's another way for them to win the war by weaponizing important celebrities. Don't kill your foes, just clone their gods. Then you'll control all your enemies. The executions have been televised, oh They're on TMZ like a night They take our heroes, give us weaponized clones The revolution won't be televised I can't be replicated Copy the attitude and it change But no one will ever do me the same I can't be replicated Try to control me, then guess again Rebellion lives in my DNA In their face now Casualties of money and the fame Posing for the cameras with their fake smiles A clone of someone who they used to be I can't be replicated Copy the attitude and it change But no one will ever do me the same I can't be replicated Try to control me then guess again Rebellion lives in my DNA
Hey there, citizen scientists. You made it this far. Thank you for listening to it all the way through. I have a little bonus at the end of this episode, and for those of you who have uh, been listening to my podcast for a while, you might have heard this one before, uh, but I have Igor Burtsev talking to a supposed Bigfoot in Russia on the phone at a conference in 2021. Thank you. 